you're our on camera talent. Yeah. He's got the face for it. No, I've got the I've got I've got I've got the face for radio, Mike. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're reviewing Birds of Prey. Kaka! That's all we're calling it. We're not giving it the long name, okay? Listen to our review, and you'll hear why. Uh, we're looking, watching, looking, whatever, at the Infinity Saga deleted scenes that are now online, finally. So uh-huh. you didn't have to spend $500 to watch these, because eventually they were going to hit the internet. <laughs> uh, we're talking about bringing Sam Raimi right into the MCU, Mike. Plop him down in his own movie here, right? And more. And more. Yeah. Welcome uh, welcome back to Superhero Slate. Uh, yeah. We're here with another week of news, fresh off of our two-parter of the Super Bowl. Just to give you yeah. another two-parter, uh, we just <laughs> re- recorded the Birds of Prey um, spoiler cast, if you will. But yeah. it's it's spoiler-free at the top if you haven't seen the movie yet. But um, It is. And it's R-rated. So if you've got kids, um, don't listen. There's some yeah. strong language. But yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to say what the biggest news is this week in my world, but it, it's got to be that Netflix uh, finally lets us disable the auto playing of uh, trailers. And I, I uh, uh, foolishly asked you, Chris, if you had uh, if you <laughs> yeah. had done it, and then I forgot that you just don't have Netflix. Yeah, you no, have, no, you, I get that a lot. Everyone's like, oh, it's just on Netflix. I'm like, I don't have it, but I mean, it's not going to stop me from watching it. <laughs> I just don't have but, it. Uh, yeah, Chris has done that to himself. He has found uh, workarounds, if you will. But I have to say, it was like a breath of fresh air it was really amazing i um also i found out that they added new little netflix avatars that you can put on there i remember when i first did it they only had like just a couple like standard like oh you can be a guy or a girl or a cowboy with a mustache there's like maybe like five of them they look like the mac finder faces like they weren't like (laughs) really anything but you know they help you differentiate a little bit yeah but uh now since you have to go through that uh kind of dashboard to turn off autoplays like i've updated my updated my little icons i've turned off autoplays everything feels nice and fresh i can now just casually browse netflix for the first time in like a million years it just feels great i wasn't expecting it to be such a tonal change but like i always had so much anxiety on the netflix page just like oh shit i gotta find something i gotta go fast i can't relax i can't put anything down for a second or it's gonna start playing this trailer for this show and then all of a sudden the algorithm is gonna think i'm halfway interested in the show because i watched the trailer four <laughs> times it's like no i just got up to use the bathroom so isn't that yeah. don't they count that if you watch the trailer you've essentially watched the whole series isn't that what they're County now, because... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're juicing the numbers that way. But um, <laughs> the only thing I saw Netflix really this week was actually they have a new mobile um, codec they're 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 streaming in now for mobile to save on cellular data. Are, are a lot of people are you watching on your phone a lot? Oh gosh, I I'm on this weird legacy cell phone plan where I I have like a bunch of these like built-in discounts. Like there's like an employee discount on there and then there's also um there's also like these discounts from these other plans. So I have this weird Frankenstein plan where I still have data like I don't have unlimited data I have like maybe like six gigs to share a month with my wife but even when I've looked into possibly like updating it my data overages are only like an additional like I want to say like 10 or 15 bucks a month which Mm -hmm. seems like a lot but whatever plan I would update to would cost me like more than like 20 bucks a month for unlimited data. I'm just like, well, so I don't know. There's always this data calculation I'm making in my head, which isn't the best thing that you want every time you pick up your freaking cell phone. Is, but. It, is this one of those graphs <laughs> where it's like cost versus data and then like where the, they meet is where your mind is always. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically. But to, to answer your question, um, no, I'm, I don't watch Netflix on my phone unless like I'm in okay. some sort of secluded wilderness where there's just no television available right and the thing with this codec i I did is i mean it's called the av1 codec and apparently like amazon google and other companies have been working on this for a while since it's like royalty free Mm -hmm. um and um so uh, netflix is testing it on 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 select devices but you have to select save data option in in the some menu somewhere which i assume is probably where the same menu is you've been 
playing around with this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it drains your battery faster because it's a. I, I don't know why. I don't. I, uh, I'm not a tech person, but I'm it drains ge- your battery faster. I'm guessing there's. To. I'm guessing there's computing on yeah. both sides of the equation. Then, so usually, like when you compress a file or a video. The computer that is doing the exporting is doing all of that compression. It's doing all yeah. of the math. So it sounds like now there's math on the phone it's, side as well. Which it's like a compression probably. and then like an uncompression probably. Yeah. So um, if, if you end up using the same data and you notice your, your battery's draining, it's probably one of those few titles that's using this codec. So, you know, uh, I'll plug yourself into a battery thing or well, or, you know, do the smart thing and watch it on a TV instead of your phone. But I understand yeah. some people only have their phones. So it's, I'm not here to judge. But um, what else have you been doing on Netflix this weekend, Mike? Oh, Chris, what a great segue. (laughs) I've been watching Lock and Key, which just landed on Netflix, which I forgot was uh, coming so soon. I I knew we were in the the release window of Lock and Key, so I was surprised to see that it landed. So we picked up the first couple episodes, and we just started uh, running with it. There's 10 episodes in in this first season. We're... We just finished episode seven, and I'm having a really fun time. Uh, we mentioned a few weeks ago on the podcast that you kind of mainlined a bunch of the graphic novels. Oh, man, I freebased that whole thing. <laughs> I put that comic book in a spoon. Yeah. And just... So, unfortunately, you haven't got around to watching it yet, so I'm looking no. forward to see what you think because I'm just basically going in well, blind. What, what's, uh, what's interesting is, I mean, to be honest, where I would normally watch this kind of show, it, it is not in the top 100 shows for viewing or popularity which is interesting so i was that's why i didn't even it didn't hit my radar it was out either because i'm like Hmm. no one else is watching this i don't know mike i mean what do you (coughs) maybe it'll be something that uh slowly grows but i mean i had only seen the trailer for it and i don't really know exactly what i was expecting uh but i had a more of a mature tone in the back of my head i was kind of maybe uh you know expecting a little bit more possibly like violence or more super mature themes but uh this is tv 14 so maybe kind of dial your brain back to maybe more of a stranger things universe when it comes to the maturity um so that that's definitely not a detriment to it that's just kind of like a a a kind of a position fix that i had to make in my head so um it's like really it's like a dark kind of family friendly uh experience uh the the house is extra spooky my wife is very sensitive to scary things uh and there were some moments in some of these episodes that kind of like freaked her out a little bit mm-hmm. um uh and some parts that i thought were kind of like unsettling like ooh that's kind of weird the way they're doing that i like this but the story is really fun uh <laughs> it's funny that uh, i think his name's joe hill has changed his name so he's not uh he's not kind of compared to his father but every time i i say his name i'm just like you know the son of stephen king uh you can kind of see where he's kind of gotten his training from because we kind of are presented with this large mystery and then as you go through each episode you start chipping away at the mystery which is really fun as soon as you learn something new there's like a there's like a brand new element introduced and you got to figure out what's going on here you know, it's all based around these kind of magical keys. Yep. So it's fun. It's fun to see what happens when characters learn that magic is real, or at least whatever they think this is. If it is magic, yeah, I'm. I'm more curious of just like where this explanation goes. How do all this stuff get solved? It's. It's just. It's just a fun time. Um, uh, I, I. I'm sufficiently hooked. So okay. uh, I will be watching these last three episodes I, probably today. And I've heard. Um... That there is there are differentiations between the the show and the book, um, even right out the gate. So, um, if if you've read the series, you, you're probably a fan. And you're watching watch it already. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't know which one to go with, just pick one and go with it, and just know that they're not going to be identical shot for shot kind of thing. Like they've yeah. made some some liberty changes to make it work on a on a, a show basis and, and and streaming service. Yeah. it's um it's a lot to ask of somebody to watch three episodes of any any hour long show but there's a there's a whole lot of like setup and and um tone and mood setting in the very first episode so if you watch the first episode you might feel like not much has happened but the second episode kicks off and things start going and then the second episode ends on a cliffhanger picture perfect netflix style which will automatically roll you into um episode three so um it's kind of weird to say you'll know if you if you for sure like it after the first three episodes but um yeah i would recommend this is this is great this is fun i you could definitely sit down with um like maybe older kids in your family and watch this maybe Uh if they're like really really young might be a little much for them but 
yeah, I, I'm digging it. Okay. All right. Which one's your favorite key so far? Ooh, do um. Because like you can if, just say the name of the key. You don't have to say what it does. Gotcha. If I had to use any of, I think the head key. Okay. So far has been the most interesting in the show. They've done some kind of cool things with it. Um, just when you think you know how the key works, a character like does something creative with it. Like, oh well, if you're taking stuff out. I can mm-hmm. put stuff in. I'm like, okay. So I was like, they're doing some really creative things. So, so far the head key has been really cool. Yeah. And that one's the one that's been very primarily featured on a lot of the posters and, and promotional materials for this as well. So mm-hmm. um, I'm glad, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're digging it. Cause otherwise, you know, there'd be a, a big disappointment all around. Like, Oh, this is the <laughs> one I know about. So doing that. So that's good. That's good. That's good right. did, did you um, automatically watch the trailers for it? Or did you turn that off as well? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, we saw, we, we talked about the, yeah. the trailer a few weeks ago on the show. So I've seen the trailer, but yeah. just that one. Just, I, just I went in, I, I went in kind of dark. Uh, Iceman from X-Men. He's in it. He's the uncle. I forgot that he yep. was in there. So he pops up Sean, every once in a while. Sean and I'm just, Ashmore, I'm just like, Hey, it's Iceman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he also has um, a twin brother. Are you sure it's Sean Ashmore? Is it not his brother? Is it? Oh god, I don't know. I didn't know he had a twin brother. Yeah, yeah. The, ca- the cast is great though. They have uh, they have a young, a very young kid who's playing the younger brother. He's really good. He's a he's a solid he's a solid actor. So, so sweet, cool. Well, we'll do that. Um, in thing speaking of things, we're gonna jump into our news here because you know what I went almost totally blind into this week, Birds What's of Prey. That? Oh, okay. Birds of Prey. I did actually only seen like the one full trailer, and I didn't read any reviews or anything like this before I was able to see it on Saturday and. Um, if you know me seeing a movie on Saturday tells you anything, you know that's that's gonna lead into our our spoiler free review and thoughts here, Mike, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you wanna you wanna drop yours first this time as well? Or you want me to? Yeah, to, to the opening uh, salvo. Yeah, I mean, uh, spoiler free. It's a mixed bag. Uh, there's some uh, really great moments in this film that I really liked that I wish I had more of, and then just some really kind of sloppy choices when it came to uh, the story and just the. Um, just stitching the movie together. Like, uh, we talk a lot about kind of like the physical kind of creation of the movie in the review, which is a little bit of a letdown. But uh, uh, we think that there might be a hashtag release the blank <laughs> cut of this film that I think is worth more than the Snyder cut for sure. So uh, me and Chris are split a little bit on whether we could recommend the movie. Yeah. I think I could recommend the movie, which uh, which is, says a lot, which I think it, it's effective enough to recommend right. uh, you're a little bit more on the other end of it but yeah. we we kind of fall along the same lines of what we think about well, the film our what we hold up as good points is the same and what we hold against the movie is about the same um mm-hmm. and you know they, again that's we didn't talk about it going into it we didn't talk about it going out until we got on the microphone earlier today so that was um usually when we're on the same wavelength i feel like that's a pretty good indication of what the movie is mm-hmm. and, and how people feel um I, again, like I said, I think it's got. Like, I, I agree with Mike. Like there are some highlights, there's some great stuff here, but it is weighted down by some very odd production choices. And we didn't talk about this too much, uh, but the, again, the music is just. It just gave me such a headache trying to focus with the music and the rest of the movie. So, um, but you know, there are some great points, and I, I, w- I would say if you're a, like you said, Mike recommends a little higher. I say if you like Suicide Squad or you're a Harley Quinn fan, you might enjoy this more than the average person. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's doing it's doing okay. It's got 34 million opening uh, weekend, you know, for an R-rated film. That's not Joker money. This is more Harley Quinn money, if you will. But um, it's the lowest uh, DC opening since Jonah Hex in 2010. Did you even see Jonah Hex, Mike? Uh, no, I did not I, see Jonah Hex. I, I did watch. It. I don't remember if it was in theaters or not, but I did end up watching it. And then, um, but it is still making less than Green Lantern from 2011's opening. The, uh, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, he's got star power, and uh, Taika Waititi was in that movie. Both of those have come a long way since then. But uh, <laughs> um, they, I, I, I'm not, I'm not as surprised as doing less than Green Lantern. But I, I figured it would do more recently with all the, you know, positive vibes DC's been getting with all their movies. I thought that this might just bring in more people from that regard, but it doesn't sound like it really is at all here. But uh, that kind of leaves us a question, Mike. I mean, I, I didn't ask you this. What does the future of Harley Quinn look like? Um, you know, I know she's going to be in the Suicide Squad. Are they going to do a Gotham City Sirens, you think? 
Uh, what, where where yeah. do you see this game? Yeah, I don't where, know. Where, what, where what, would you want to see her go? Yeah, what is what is Harley Quinn doing now in the future? Is she just uh, joining teams and then leaving them? Is she, are they going to do like a Wolverine thing here where Harley Quinn is just in every possible uh, team, uh, fun, uh, team function this, in the universe? Well, her Suicide Squad is kind of like the the first Wolverine movie and this is like the Wolverine and then she's got to have her third one so when are we going to get our Harley Quinn trilogy <laughs> when's it going to wrap up here I, I tell you what I can't wait for the Suicide Squad from James Gunn because it's just going to be really it's going to be a great experiment to see what happens when you have a filmmaker who successfully launched a bunch of really great characters and storylines and the entirety of outer space for Marvel, you mm. bring that guy into DC with characters that we've seen before, some that are brand new in in a in a world, and we're going to see what he does, and then we can use that movie as like a comparison to what else DC has done. It's just going to be a really great node when it comes to the to this um, this history of uh, of this new. It's weird to say new wave of superhero movies. The current generation of right. superhero movies. It's going to be a very interesting experiment. So I'm looking forward to that because um, we've slowly been improving with the Suicide Squad world of characters. Yeah, I, I, I could, I think we could both easily say Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey is better than Suicide Squad. 2014 when did that movie come out i don't remember no no we were doing the show it was like 2016 2017 yeah. even but I, so, mean, I don't remember well, much of that film it seems like we're on an upward trend but yeah i totally forgot that margo is going to be popping up uh in james gunn's uh movie so i'm curious yeah. what he's going to do with the character yeah exactly i mean is he even going to use her is it just like a like a throwaway reference to get margo robbie in for a day to, to yeah I, to well i um uh, I talk about James Gunn's social media Q and A's every once in a while, and I now I'm remembering a question somebody asked is it said something along the lines of has Harley Quinn has Margot Robbie filmed her stuff yet, or does she need to go back in? And he said something along the lines of like, oh, she still has more to film; she hasn't wrapped yet, or something like that. So it sounds like at least there's more than just like she shows up just for a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows at this point? And then what 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 the quality of that looks like? Maybe. Maybe that'll be a Harley Quinn that everyone can get behind, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, maybe maybe that'll be a thing for her. But I mean, uh, I just I just uh, they don't really they don't have a lot of movies planned out in uh, at, at DC right now. Uh, I mean, what we got the Suicide Squad, the Batman, Aquaman two, Shazam two, Black Adam. What else? Anything else you can think of? Are we miss anything? Hmm. I guess yeah, it yeah, it's hard to think. But yeah, <laughs> like, we, we they don't they don't usually have they don't usually have the state of the union yeah. like uh, Marvel does, where they kind of plant their foot and say, "Here's all of the logos <laughs> of, of the movies that are coming out." You know? God, I wish they would though, man. That would make it so much easier for us. <laughs> but that's fine. But yeah, I think that's our thoughts on Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn as a whole. Um, you check out our, our spoiler filled review that is definitely R rated. I'm saying that now because I use strong language at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I just want to let everyone know, but it was an R-rated movie, so you should expect that. Anyway, moving along, Mike. The next, this is the first of three female-led superhero movies coming out this year, uh, and we have two of them on our list here. The other one is Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty-four, and we have our first possible look at Kristen Wiig's final form as Cheetah here to look at. Yeah, some some art. Wait. Yep. Which uh, which the studio has been uh, removing. Uh, I saw I I, cl- I saw this earlier in the week actually, and then uh, I saw that the the link to the tweet oh. has been removed. That was so, available when I made the notes earlier this yeah, morning. So <laughs> luckily, there's some like fringe blogs out there that are still kind of uh, carrying the graphic. But uh, I've seen some people like respond on Twitter with like uh, cats gifts, yeah. and some people aren't too enthused. But I think it looks fine. I, it doesn't look like Kristen Wiig um, at first glance. I don't know if it's something they do with the nose to make it look more cat-like, um, but that's, that's throwing me off for a little bit here. It feels more like, what's that, uh, Thundercats? Is that Cheetara? Oh, yeah, it does look a little Thundercats-esque. Um, yeah, it doesn't bother me. It seems to be in some sort of promotional art because the character's on top of some like 1980s <laughs> like neon graphics, triangles, and stuff this, like that. Get your kid the cool folders for when they <laughs> go back to school. 
Yeah, so uh, I'm definitely not rushing to judge like yeah. it seems like some of the internet is. Um, if uh, I was looking at the, the tweet thread earlier, um, because you can't see the original tweet anymore, but you can still see the replies. And I don't know if this is official concept art or if this is art somebody else has made, but if you scroll far enough down in the, th- in the thread, this user named Gabriel shared this really cool... It looks like concept art of Wonder Woman in the gold armor kind of facing off against a, a cheetah-esque looking person. I don't know if that's what Kristen Wiig is going to end up looking like, but that scene looks really badass and dynamic. So we'll have to see if that what the movie ends up looking like. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it says it's digital art. I don't know if that's real or, or not. Art, but I mean, I think the only thing that's missing from that, if I could be honest, Mike, is like her lips are still red human color. When they're very black in all the other, like the comic book and that that art you're there, you're saying there, yeah, it makes you wonder if like um, does she have the ability to open up her jaw kind of in a supernatural looking way and then the fangs come down? Yeah, it's just uh, we have a lot of questions to answer here. Yeah, I think that would be the only thing I would grab is like you know if you're gonna go full in, do the black lipstick and mouth things like the other one. But I think that's it. It's it is what it is. I mean, I'd rather see it in action. And I think we, we both agree with that. We've seen artwork and, and behind the scenes photos that ended up looking completely amazing in the real version that looked awful from an amateur uh-huh. photographer before. So, um, black Panther from civil war to be <laughs> exact, but yep, yeah, that's it. That's it. Tonight is the Academy Awards. Mike, uh, big chance for, um, DC and the Joker to win some awards. I think they had 11 nominations, I believe. Uh Um, So those are tonight at 8 p.m., so we'll cover those results next week. I don't think... I mean, I think, what, Marvel in-game had, what, visual effects or... I think think just visual effects. Uh, Usually these uh, superhero movies get things like costume or some sort of sound design or, you know, sound effects. Something something, something, something. Something that's, usually, that's aired during the commercials? Yeah, it's usually a technical <laughs> award. So I feel like Joaquin is probably going to walk away with best performance. Um, who knows? Uh, the fact that they got all the nominations is enough for them because they can just put all those logos all over the steel box that they're going to sell to people. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll tune in tune in next week, and we'll uh, – well, you don't need us to tell you, but you can you'll, hear you'll our know. reactions. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know what happened. <laughs> In New York. But my favorite awards every year, Mike, are the Razzies. Razzies. You're familiar with the Razzies. They are <laughs> yeah. the worst of movie awards every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this year, the 2020 nominations, there's a big list of them all over the place. But for the superhero movies, because we are a superhero podcast, mm-hmm. um, David Harbour is Hellboy for worst actor. These are all nominations. These right? are all nominations. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of them. I don't think he, like, we, we, we sit on different ends of the thing, but I don't. I don't know. Do you think he was a bad Hellboy, or I think the movie around him was worse? No, the movie around him was bad. Uh, yeah. I, David David Harbor was. Uh, I thought he was a good Hellboy. Yeah. But uh, every everything, literally everything else, yeah, he, uh, was bad. <laughs> yeah. So like that that was a surprising one. But I guess if you just say Hellboy, like you have to like, well, you got to put it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Chastain, who played. Um, the unnamed lady in Dark Phoenix as the villain, as the worst supporting actress. I, oh, yeah. Oof. I stand behind <laughs> this. I, I 100% stand behind this nomination mm-hmm. for that. And lastly, uh, the Joker was nominated as for a Razzie, believe it or not, for the worst reckless disregard for human life and public property. In that's a, movie. a very that's a very strange thing to nominate a movie for or to explain why yeah. it was nominated. Very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, will it win for that? Probably not. I don't know. I believe Hellboy was also in that one as well. Um, there's multiple categories, but I just went with the first ones that were probably the, the most standoutish. But um, yeah, Razzies, I think those those they had a, the trailer for the Razzies was the weirdest thing ever. They made it look like a, a 70s game show and they announced all <laughs> I, everything. It was I have. I have never seen any promotional material for the Razzies, so I would be interested in watching that. I'll well, have to go look it up. I will send you the link later. I tried to, and I was like, I can't. I can't <laughs> even right now. Like, this is this must be, you know, they must have made this, like, tongue-in-cheekily to be as bad as the movies that are getting nominated here. <laughs> um, but also, there was one category I didn't put on here. Um, it's uh, the Razzie Redemption. So, oh. actors who've won Razzies before who are who have done better things this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw Keanu Reeves on there for John Wick three and Toy Story four. Hey, so nice! I thought that was that was interesting. 
Uh, if you've been online at all this week, past couple of weeks, you may have noticed that the Infinity Saga, that big box set with all the Blu-rays and it cost $500, and that people were getting theirs and they were arrived dented or they sat really awkwardly on a coffee table because they couldn't fit on a shelf anywhere, yada yada. These deleted and bonus scenes are online in different places now. Um, some of them include, like, the... One of my one of my uh, pop vinyls behind me is the Hulk busting out of the Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. They have a kind of a pre-vis effects for that whole scene with dialogue and filming of Mark Ruffalo doing his lines in the the Hulkbuster thing, where he's like talking to Hulk about coming out, and then like this is where they make the smart Hulk for the first time kind of deal, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. An alternate ending scene for Thor: The Dark World, where Odin is like on Earth with Thor at, at some point. Uh, and then they go back and like Thor's like training people how to fight. It's it's definitely a lot. There's there's probably twenty plus different things in here. Yeah, I the only thing I've watched is the uh, deleted scene in Thor Ragnarok where you can actually see vestiges of this leftover in some of the older trailers for the movie where they first encounter Hela in that like New York alleyway. Yes, and uh, Odin is a homeless man, and um, all of that happens there, which is really interesting because it's like this weird combination of well, it's a deleted scene, but scene, but also it's just different special effects because um, Loki and Thor transform into like their, you know, Asgardian armor and costumes. But I feel like that's almost the exact same shot, but they just clicked and dragged it to a, a fjord in like uh, in the final movie. So it's it was interesting to see um, uh, the decisions that they made there. Yeah, well, I think one of them that I enjoyed um, or saw the most of is actually an entire scene cut from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Where mm-hmm. it's young Hank Pym and young Janet uh, Van Dyne uh, hunting um, the other guy who blew up. It was a uh, ghost dad, whatever, who blew up the thing. Uh-huh. Like hunting him down in like it looked like Cuba or something like that. Um, and like they have the entire scene shot, and then like they're already de-aged, but they took it out of the movie and didn't oh, wow. even leave it on the deleted scenes. And you get to see some really cool stuff of a team up of a. Ant-Man and this version of the Wasp taking people down um, throughout the whole thing. And it's, it's actually like a six to ten minute scene. So it's, it's a Ooh. huge part that was done and cut and removed. Yeah. So. Well, I guess uh, I guess they. Uh, it's interesting how they waited this long and saved all this good stuff. This is really like killing your babies type thing where it's like when you're making something creative, like sometimes even if it's really good and you spent a lot of money on it, if it's not really supporting the story at large – you got to can it. But yeah. we live in a world now, at least where we can see it again later. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, if I'd seen that in the movie, I probably wouldn't have cared anyway. So, you know, I'm glad they, some of these things I'm glad they did take out or essentially like the Hulk thing, rewrote the entire thing to mm-hmm. be no smart Hulk at all in Infinity War. So take a look at that. Last weekend, we barely got a brief couple of seconds of WandaVision during the Disney Plus Super Bowl spot, right? We mm-hmm. recorded like right after and we were like kind of unveiling things as we did but on an investors call on sunday they've debuted that wandavision will be on the series in december of this year um so squeaking by at the end of the year right there under that but there are apparently if you take a look at the different breakdowns there are six different times for the show looks so there's like an i dream of or not i dream of genie there's i dream of genie but there's also um uh i love lucy full house um What's that? The Brady Bunch kind of thing. Uh, different looks for these shows that are going to be like probably one type of show per episode, I assume. Like yeah, a, like, I, it seems like they're probably starting with like uh, d- different decades. So there's going to be the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and then um, probably like a modern uh, sitcom, possibly. Yeah. Uh, maybe something in the 50s. Uh, but yeah, it yeah. seems like if they broke it down by decades just by when television existed, they, they pretty much got six there. Yeah. And and that I like I I almost guarantee you that's going to be each episode is going to be designated or dedicated to that time frame. Mm-hmm. So we won't just get them like in a in a flash and back back and forth all over the place. Hopefully, um, and then um, there are actually we we talked about this a little bit on the show. There are two cribs in the in the shots, and uh, Wanda is like during the Brady Bunch era. She's like pregnant in one of the shots too. So we're actually getting the kids Speed and Wiccan. Uh, and then if you look behind her, one of the other shots there's a. T and B on the fridge, which are actually the kids' names, Thomas and Billy. So, um, I think, I think these characters are going to be pulled into the Disney plus MCU by the time this is all said and done. For well, I readers. guess, 
I guess it just depends on what it means to be in this show because I mean if we're if we're transcending different uh, genres of sitcoms like it doesn't seem like we're doing that with time travel it seems like we're doing that with some sort of a uh, uh, mental cognitive load on Scarlet Witch who knows if this she could she could be in a coma who knows we don't we really don't know exactly yeah. what's happening if it's happening inside of her head if she's affecting the world around her if she's like trapped in a bunker you know so these kids could be real they could be figments of her imagination um i just like how we there's so much that we well, don't know about it well, which makes me really excited there is in the comic books she had her kids in an alternate timeline the house of m and when they were like destroyed when that reality was erased like she had a breakdown and actually used her powers unwilling to bring them to the real world and bring these fake kids to life which is assuming again that they're gonna if they follow anything close that they again we are always thrown for a loop that that would be how this ends up happening at the end of it it's probably that the stinger that would be really crazy. It would be really cool. Uh, very frustrated to see that it's going to be in December because if we're looking at six episodes here, um, I, I suppose it could premiere with um, with two episodes, kind of maybe the way Mandalorian did it. Who knows if that's going to be the way that they're moving forward. But uh, that means I, I always have to travel for the holidays or, you know, to go see family. Well, so that means I'm going to have to at least watch one or two of these episodes, like, on my phone or iPad. Which well, thank God they had that new streaming codec we talked about at the top. Oh, gosh. But lastly, there is one scene. I think someone saw uh, Wanda's mouth moving, or maybe she said this. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find the exact source. But, like, she says Vision Residence. So is her last name Vision Hence the title, WandaVision. Oh, I see. Wow, they're really playing a lot on that title there. Yeah, like, the um, title makes a lot more sense now if you think of it in that regard. Like, that's her ooh. name, WandaVision. Like, Wanda, first name, Vision, last name. But I don't know if that's how that's going to work, but that's... When she says Vision Residence, I'm like, oh, that's a last I'm starting, name. I'm starting to get the feeling that Vision is actually dead. Um, if, if we have to take bets before the show comes out, I feel like he's dead. He's gone. He can't come back. And this is causing all of her anguish. Mm-hmm. That's well, where I'm going. I think there's someone at play here who is, I don't know, maybe promised her something, but like at what cost, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you can have, you can be with vision again, but like the cost Darth, is like, it's in your Sidious, He's crossed over franchises. I wouldn't go they that far. They own, they own him. He can do it. Was it, um, Nightmare, I think, is, is is rumored to be one of the villains of Doctor Strange, and Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange um, right now, so it could be that. Uh, I don't know, we'll have to see, but we got till December to figure it out, so they moved it up from 2021 to 2020, so we'll get two shows this year. Um, also, another show at the end of that uh, trailer teaser we got last week is Loki. Uh, Loki, uh, some big news we didn't get to talk about last week much, but Owen Wilson has joined in a large role for this show, um, for the Loki show, which, you know, um, if anything, wow. That's <laughs> wow. A, wow. Uh, which, uh, we, 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 we like Owen Wilson. I, mean, I like Owen Wilson. Yeah, we do. I, I definitely agree. So, I mean, I think that'd be an interesting, and we get an actor to bring into the, the show, to, to the MCU and put him in the Loki show. But is he going to tie into this next bit of news I shared with you that the, on, on Loki's jacket, he's in like a jumpsuit, I thought it said TW for the longest time, but if you look closely, it's actually TVA on his jacket, which is the Time Variance Authority, which was introduced in the Thor comic book, I think, in the 70s or 80s. And they are an interdimensional agency designed to maintain the boundaries between alternate realities. Ah, uh, time cops. <laughs> they are essentially time cops. And this is confirming that Loki will be maybe t- time traveling or causing alternate realities to exist um, and that they will be essentially going back and either erasing them or fixing them in this show. Meaning like he that can idea. bounce around and do whatever. Uh, yeah, I'll have, uh, I'm curious how they'll pull it off, but that's one thing I actually really liked about the Flash TV show uh-huh. is uh, when uh, the Flash starts like going back in time to start uh, start changing things. There's like these um, 
specters that kind of come through the Speed Force. They're like Speed Force ghosts. I don't know exactly what they call, but they well, kind of look the like the mentors. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're like they're chasing him. And I always thought that was like a cool idea of like there should be ramifications. You can't just go back in time. Something should be trying to stop you because it just seems unnatural. So um, who knows if these are going to be actually people? Will they look like aliens? Are they going to be? Um, is it going to be like a? Is it going to be like a a federal service that exists that anybody can just well, like apply to? Uh, yeah, I assume it's going to be kind of something like uh, Men in Black, um, but for for time stuff. And maybe Owen Wilson is a agent in the TVA and is either working with Loki to fix all these things or something like that. Like, mm. like he he looks. You put Owen Wilson in a, a business suit. He looks like someone who's like, yeah, I gotta go fix all this stuff for, for the <laughs> for the big guys upstairs, whoever those are. I don't know. Maybe Kang is involved in this at some point. Kang's always time traveling around, causing alternate. Yeah, realities. this uh, we're we're really blowing up the MCU right now. We're adding like so much. We're adding dimensions. We're adding like time cops. Yeah. <laughs> There's a we're expanding on space. The Eternals are really gonna shake things up a bit. Uh, this is about to blow wide open. What I would love is in one of my favorite Fantastic Four runs, there's introduced called the Council of Reeds. And this may sound familiar to you, Mike, because Rick and Morty did this... <laughs> the Council like, of Ricks. <laughs> ten, ten years later with the Council of Ricks. It's identically from the comic, where there are Reed Richards who have all come together to like pool their knowledge and resources to keep their universes safe based on all that stuff. So having all these different universes, is this a way to introduce the Council of Reeds down the road in a Fantastic Four thing? Because... That's that that story that the Council of Reeds was written by the guy who essentially created the Infinity War and the in-game kind of arcs and characters. So uh, they they like to pull his stories for the uh, for the for the movies. So well, my my favorite uh, specialized law enforcement from film are the vegan cops from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if it's if it's anything along the lines of the vegan cops that show up with their finger guns. Uh, I'll be very excited. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, they, they came after Superman, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. came right after him. Right after Brandon Ruth. Um, Chicken's not vegan? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, also, there's a rumor Jamie Alexander said she's been keeping her sword skills in for something coming up in the future. So there's possible uh, that Sif could be in this series as well. If not, maybe Thor... Love and Thunder. Yeah, I feel like you gotta put her in Love and Thunder, right? Because it's it's gonna be all about like love, and she's the only like love interest that we've seen in the past before. So. Right. Well, and then like yeah. you gotta bring Sif back. You you cut her out for like the last three movies Thor was in. So mm-hmm. bring her back. Give her go Jamie Alexander a bone. She's out there doing Blind Spot or something. And yeah, she, I think Blind Spot's wrapped up. Yeah, it's done. Their now. Last season's coming up or something. You put her in Agents of Shield. Make it up to her, okay? Just give her something good here. Yeah. Don't kill her off right away either. Maybe she could be a Valkyrie. Because <laughs> well, the Valkyrie is creating the Valkyries again. <laughs> well, if you if you look at it this way, uh, she was spared because if she would have been in Thor Ragnarok, she probably would have died in the blink of an eye, like the rest of Thor's friends. Oh, that's true. But they were all <laughs> well. They he blew up the ship. They weren't snapped in in the thing because the Asgard's really got her up. They got the ship blown up and then they got snapped in half like an hour later. So yeah, Sif, what have you been up to? Where have you gone? Where you been? What's up? What's up? Also, in the uh, the first part of that trailer last week, and we saw um, was Falcon and Winter Soldier, and on the investor calls, they said it will be debuting this August. Mike, solid. That's a that's a good way to kick off the end of summer, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, if for- you're if you're looking for something to watch until August, uh, I finally finished the Imagineering six part documentary mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Um, so yeah, that's cool. It makes me want to go to these other Disneyland parks around the world because they, all of the other parks have these like badass rides. Like I really want to ride the Tron and the yeah and the uh, the souped up Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Shanghai. Is that the one that goes underwater? And, yeah, the Tokyo Disney one has like this crazy looking um, haunted mansion that I want to do. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, the um, the Marvel one opens up this summer in California, doesn't it? Have you been seeing the – there's been some people sharing that these Marvel parks that they're trying to do like a Spider-Man drone. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's like um, it's like a Spider-Man what? that flies. But while this object of Spider-Man is flying, he moves so it looks like he's web-slinging. So well, I'm like, how, how are they doing this? This is going to be nuts. Well, on the Imagineering uh, episodes, didn't they show how they made that, that robot backflip and land in the net? 
Yeah, I'm not. It's I'm not that. sure if that's the. I'm not sure if that's the same thing because the thing I saw, it looked like it was smaller. So I was thinking there would be. They were doing like forced perspective. Oh, if it's far away enough, we can make it like two feet tall, and it looks like it's a full Spider-Man. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I was thinking when I when I saw that robotic mannequin that they were catapulting yeah. into the air. I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll set that up behind like a bunch of stuff and then you'll just be walking through the park and like every 10 minutes you'll see this gigantic robotic mannequin like fly through the sky and then disappear behind a different building yeah i think it's gonna be something like that but i mean i'm i'm, ex- I'm excited i'm to see what what comes out of the marvel stuff but um mm-hmm. but yeah falcon winter soldier august uh probably pr- maybe maybe around the time that disney park opens maybe that's what they're, mm-hmm. they're going for there so synergy <laughs> Uh, speaking of Marvel on Disney Plus, um, on this investor call again, this is when an investor call happens. We get a lot of news, whether they like it or mm-hmm. not. Um, Bob Iger has confirmed that there are ten Marvel shows in development on Disney Plus. Uh oh, Bob, did you count what's been announced? So so far, there is WandaVision, Loki, mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. We've talked about those. We also have She Hulk, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, and the What If show. How many mm-hmm. does that make? That's eight, Chris. Eight. So are there two more shows we don't know about? Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, if it's in development, who knows? There could be like a – I don't want to say throwaway content, but, you know, it could be another one of those like documentary-style things where it's just like we're looking at the production of it or it's just like, oh, here's here's what's going to happen in the next couple years of Marvel and we cut together the – you know, the things that they used to air on like ABC of like the special look where you first got a reveal of like some concept art or stuff like that. So that could be one of them. But – there, that's two. There's that. That's two slots they gotta fill. What's the? What could the other one be? Maybe it's both two shows. Yeah, I think there are. In fact, um, I think there are two. Like the the Stanley Hero Project style shows. Maybe is is my fear. Is that you know he's counting these that we already know about? I think there's mm-hmm. there's that one, and then was it like the the kid Marvels, like the ones who get like the robotic arms and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I think that's what we're missing here. But I mean, if there are to announce two other actual MCU-based shows, what would they be? What I would you put like, in there? I feel like the 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 thing you lean into first is possibly your next Iron Man replacement, whether okay. that's Ironheart or it's some other way to bring the armor back. Like maybe it's like a war machine show or something. I feel like there's going to be a gap there for sure. When it comes to that kind of tech that we're going to want to see again. So I would lean in, into that direction. But um, what about the other one? If I'm, if I'm pitching, if I'm pitching the Iron Man show to Iger for development, well, what's the second show? I'm actually going to go with a team up show, Mike. I'm going to say mm-hmm. all these shows look like they're bringing in the, the young Avengers. Mm-hmm. So your next show is actually combining these into a Young Avengers style show. Um, sure, you could get them a movie, but like that's a lot to ask just to bring all the TV characters into a movie. But if you give them a, a team up, you know, here's the Young Avengers. Hey, Phase Four for Disney Plus, you know, has actually been leading up to something big. That would be the big surprise. I think that we're we're not expecting to get. So you have your speed, your wick, and. This would be a good chance for you to bring in, like you said, Ironheart, Kate Bishop, you know, um, wh- whoever they can in there. Uh, maybe maybe the end of it teases Miles Morales. I, I don't know. But um, maybe, maybe that's yeah, a good one to do it. Maybe in that deal that, that Disney struck with Sony a few months back, maybe it could bring Spider-Man into it. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a crossover to get people to watch it. But it seems like uh, they're going to have a better chance of pulling something off than Netflix did with The Defenders because, unfortunately, that did not go the way everyone wanted it to go. Uh, but, yeah, I think at least one of those being a team-up makes sense because we got to culminate to something right whether it's in the mcu landscape or the disney plus landscape they've already said these characters will transcend both uh screen and television so yeah and uh, it makes sense you want to wash that defenders taste out of your mouth you do a really good show on disney plus mm-hmm. so just prove it. i think i think that's the opportunity here however you know again i still feel like maybe one of those shows is probably one of those that we, we mentioned this just like a could could be ghost rider do- documentary i I don't think they're going to pick that one up. Um, but, you know, Ghost Rider could be a great secret character in Doctor Strange if they're dealing with, um, you know, hellscapes and other dimensions. So, Or they could be, like, maybe slow-rolling a mutant into the equation. Maybe we meet our very first mutant in a Disney Plus show, and then that uh, launches the New Mutants, the TV show. 
<laughs> is what you're, what you're saying here. Ooh, is it? We got to get the movie out of the way first. Yeah. Well, it'll be here and out of the way before you know it. Speaking of those characters, Hawkeye, apparently Disney is tired of waiting around for uh, Haley Steinfeld to become available. So they're looking at other options to play Kate Bishop oh. for the show. Um, I, I don't, does it matter? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, we are. I mean, we both loved her in uh, Bumblebee. I think she'd be a great mm-hmm. pick. She even kind of looks the role, but um, yeah, it'd be a bummer if she can't do it. Yeah, but like, do you try to wait for her and then, or like see how much how expensive is Haley Steinfeld? You know, in in a year versus when we could. Hey, we could have just got someone else and made him mm-hmm. Kate Bishop and built them up because I mean, Marvel's good at taking people actors you don't normally know. Or someone who's done some some small good indie work and in making them popular yeah. household names. And the the Transformers universe could be uh, waving a lot of money in her face uh-huh. uh, because I know they're trying to they're kind of trying to rework that universe over there. So they could be like, well, yeah, you could go to Disney Plus, but we got all this Transformers money. That's right. <laughs> China loves the Transformers. We got their money right here. We're gonna do a Beast Wars. Come on, be in our Beast Wars. <laughs> She probably won't be, but I still like to watch Beast Wars. But that's, that's that's fine. As long as they start filming this show and making Hawkeye, you know, like, that's what I want to see. I want to see them start putting these shows in production. I don't want to wait around uh, forever because that's that's the worst part. Because these shows, technically, other than the ones we announced earlier, don't have any release dates. They can put them up whenever they want them to. Yeah, I have I have a feeling it's going to be on a quarterly basis, but uh, we still got to wait. We got to wait. We're going to be much older before we see some of these. Yeah, well, we're not getting younger, so that, that's true. That's true. Speaking of uh, series, uh, I wouldn't say quarterly, but for this franchise, but more yearly, as uh, The Mandalorian, um, the season two was coming in October of 2020. Mike, so is that is that earlier than this year was? Because this year was yeah, like, that no, yeah no. that yeah it was when the streaming service launched in November. So I'm okay with this because that means I'll be able to finish it before I have to go do a holiday travel. So this is exactly what I wanted. So I'm down. So it sounds down to clown. Well, it sounds like what we talked about earlier. They're literally leading one show into another with a couple weeks in between. So Falcon Winter Soldier, a couple weeks off. Mandalorian, a couple weeks off. WandaVision. Um, so I think I think that's what we're going to be seeing as a for these big tent poles, Mike. Uh, I mean, High School Musical, the series, the musical, the series, whatever it is, ad nauseum. Um, probably not going to fill it, that void for us, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> probably not. No. Uh, some of the biggest news here that sent me down a rabbit hole earlier, I was telling Mike this earlier, the new cast and crew logo, alternate logo for Eternals has been has spotted on, on Twitter and around the world here. Um, I like this little Eternals thing. It looks like a clock, but I'm sure it'll have more meaning whenever you know the, uh, the show comes out. Yeah, let's see here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay, we're already past the calendar. 13, 14, 15, 16. Is that 17 little icons? 17 icons, mm. my friend. Hmm. Who knows what they are? I'm sure there's some nerds, including you out there, that know a little bit more about all those things I, than I do. I would guess that they are, in fact, celestials. Each symbol oh. represents a celestial. Um, because there are a lot of celestials at some point. Um, but... Um, Maybe not. I don't know. what What is the circle with the lines through it? What does this mean? Is this a gear? Yeah, is, what's, the, uh, yeah it looks like, it could, is it orbits or those planets that are in the middle there? Questions. So many questions. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, we got to wait. We got a while. We got to wait till like, um, what, uh, no, November for this thing. So, I mean, we are... We are a ways out, and you know people people want that shirtless Kumail Nanjiani. They, they, <laughs> they've seen it. They they want to go watch it in the movie now. So I mean, uh, get get ready to get your tickets for this. Uh, yeah, Kumail's uh, dad put his uh, yeah. shirtless son's uh, body on a pair of socks. So <laughs> yep they're they're having some they're having some fun with that. But um yeah that's uh, I did not know they were still making these hats from the, the Kevin Feige collection. And I'm a big collector of those. I, I've been sleeping on them. I missed a couple, Mike. I got to go back and find them now. So, mm-hmm. but now give me an Eternals hat. Add it to the collection. Big, big hat guy. Big hat guy. But I still have all my hair. Sorry, Kevin. But Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, Christian Bale has joined the cast, and he's rumored to play a space villain in this movie, Mike space villain so uh yeah you you brought up a really good point a few weeks ago when he was rumored to be in the film that probably not going to be um 
uh, Beta Ray Bill just because you don't hire a guy like Christian Bale and hide his face. Um, yep. He's not just going to be a voice actor. So uh, uh, hopefully we'll still be getting um, we'll still be getting him. We'll uh, be getting that weird horseman. But um, yeah, a villain. He'd be a great villain. He'd be a great villain. And I think yeah, they're going to use FaceTime. I've heard that he's going to look interstellar, I guess, a little bit um, is, is the description of his character. And, you know, I don't know what that means because uh, that's very vague. But uh, my theory right now is a big character in one of the more recent uh, Thor runs called Gore the God Butcher. And Gore the God Butcher, his whole point was to go around and essentially kill anyone who is considered a deity to other cultures. Um, and he had this big black sword called the Necro Sword. Oh, that sounds so badass. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it, the Necro Sword is actually the sword that cleaved the head of uh, nowhere, the Celestial. Like that's how powerful it is. Um, and um, that the sword we found out later is actually um, part of the Venom race. Hence why it's all black and like it's um very very powerful. I think it's made by the race. It's like it's not a Venom in and of itself, but like it's made by that kind of. Uh, the power of those creatures or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also he was trying to create a, what's called the God bomb. It's a uh, essentially, um, all of this sounds so cool. If you put God in front of like any sort of like a metal word, like God bomb, God butcher, yeah. necro sword, oh, man, that all sounds so cool. We're getting hyped for this. And I could totally see, uh, uh Taika Waititi leaning into this a little bit here. Uh, but this bomb essentially destroys anyone who was um, who was a god that did exist or ever would exist. Like, it went through all of time kind of thing. Wow. So um, I could definitely see them leaning into this for, for the, uh, the love and the And also bringing in, you know, a new person, Natalie Portman, to play the Thor character. So, um, I don't know. I mean, Christian Bale is a, is a evil... We haven't seen him as a villain in a while, have we? Since what? What American... Uh, American Psycho. Psycho, yeah. Very, very iconic uh, uh, villain. So um, it'll be. It, oh, we we used to see him as Batman, and now he'll be in in Marvel. Mm-hmm. We've had like eight Batman since then, anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> and just as many Jokers since since he was he was in there. So, um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's cool. So if you guys ever look up Gore the God Butcher, I, I recommend that series. I actually really really did enjoy that run. Well, I think was I think this is the biggest news this week, Mike. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sorry I saved it till, till later in the episode, but this is <laughs> this really blew me off off my feet here. For Thor or Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Sam Raimi is in talks to direct this film. Ooh, so uh, I went back and I I listened to a segment from one of our previous shows when um what was it Scott Dickerson is that his name Scott Dickinson yeah yeah who who was going to the direct this movie when he dropped out and I was listening to our chatter and we were talking about how we would like to see maybe somebody with some name recognition to come in to kind of soothe the the worried masses. And I, I kind of brought up the idea of possibly like a Guillermo del Toro, somebody with like a, a vision, uh, somebody maybe with kind of like a spooky vision or an art auteur vision. And I think Sam Raimi kind of falls within that same realm. So yeah. when I heard that, I was like, this is going to be cool. Um, obviously, he he reinvigorated uh, superhero movies with the Spider-Man films. You know, X-Men were there just beforehand, but, you know, Sam, Sam Raimi definitely put his stamp on it. So... Uh, I'm a, I'm a little worried because who knows what Sam Raimi we're going to get. Um, obviously, want the first two Spider-Man Sam Raimi's or his other maybe uh, more quirky stuff that he did with Evil Dead. Um, but he just had a movie come out. I don't know if he executive produced it or if he or if he directed it. But didn't he just do that Grudge movie that came out like a few weeks ago that everybody said was awful? I think it got like the rare like F Cinema score. Um, so uh, he, he, I know he's just a producer on that one. Uh, okay, so uh, but Sam Raimi definitely has a vision. So if they're bringing him in for this movie, that that makes me excited. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the last movie he actually did was Oz the Great and Powerful, mm-hmm. um, and that was like 2013. So he hasn't directed anything in a while. But I mean, you know, again, if you go look up the history, there's there's whole document documentaries and and you know stories on this. Like Spider Man Three was not his fault. Like that's like Sony's. Like when a studio steps in and is like you need to do this, this, and this, or you're, you know, we're going to do whatever we want kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, is, is his deal. So I think, you know, if you give him something where he can come in and, you know, be, like, he's known for, for scary stuff, right? Evil Dead, Dark Man, like, Army of Darkness. Like, he could come in and be scary without being, like, 
overly scary, if you will. Um, you know, and still keep that family friendly thing. And he's got the name recognition of Spider Man, Spider Man Two. Now, this is going to tie into our next topic, actually. But we we have seen some of the Spider Man Two stuff pop up in another film lately, uh-huh. um, and maybe he could bridge if we're dealing with multiverses. Can he bring in? his Tobey Maguire Spider-Man into the MCU officially with us. I mean, God, I love the idea. Just geeking out about it in my head just sounds amazing, but it would have to be circumventing all things Sony. Because, like, it, it takes... You have to move heaven and earth just to make sure Tom Holland can be in your your next Spider-Man movie or in your next Avengers uh, team-up. And it seems like if you're going to wade back and get more stuff from Sony... Now, what they could do is, I don't think it's against contract to hire Tobey Maguire, put him in a very similar looking costume, and put him in your movie, because, I mean, he just pretty much has the generic Spider-Man story. I mean, that's one of the benefits of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man story. It's pretty much taken from the comics, so you could you could pretty much mimic all of that without really having to reference the uh, Sony original uh, Spider-Man trilogy. So there's some, there might be ways around it, but wow, that would be, that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, co- comic books have been doing weird stuff like that all the time with alternate versions, bringing people in. I mean, it's just a uh, par for the course. So it seems like the movies would get around to it eventually. Right. Yeah. And then if you have Sam Raimi at the helm of that, I think it adds like, you know, I guess Pre- often, prestige, yeah, yeah authenticity prestige. to it. Like, like mm-hmm. this was him wanting to do it how he wanted to do it. Not the studio just, doing it for, you know, fan service later on. So, um, but we'll talk about that other, other movie here after this. Uh, I want to, I want to leave it a little bit, a little bit vague. Uh, but Michael Waldron, who is the showrunner and the creator for the Loki show. And also, mm-hmm. uh, as we always say, a previous writer for Rick and Morty, uh, will be overhauling the Dr. Strange script after Derrickson has left. So, hmm. um, if, 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 if Sam Raimi, if no one has said Sam Raimi is not in the talks. Everyone has like really been down for this. Even Scott Derrickson. So if they're rewriting the script, is this to help, I guess, bring in Sam Raimi and what he needs to do or wants to do with it, his, his plot points? And then, um, but it was previously written by uh, Jack Schaefer, who's the showrunner for WandaVision. So they're, they're giving these uh, TV people a lot of uh, stuff to do, it seems like. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yep. And if Loki, again, if Loki's dealing with multiverses, Mike and they bring in the showrunner and creator to write about multiverses. <laughs> like it, it feels like it's there. Like he does that not make sense. Like, yeah, yeah all he, the, all the, all the puzzle pieces are coming together. Yeah, exactly. And then also lastly, whether you like it or not, Rachel McAdams will not be in this movie. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the, uh, I mean, that's one of the dings that I usually kind of give, uh, Dr. Strange's first movie. It feels very much like, um, like a standard introduction to a hero story. And usually what happens is there's always a love interest in there that just kind of gets like pushed aside uh, mm-hmm. for good or for better or for worse, if you will. So unfortunately I think Rachel McAdams is kind of is, um, is part of an old formula. Something doesn't really stick around anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, how long ago was Doctor Strange? It feels like it was forever ago. It was like twenty sixteen. He's been he's been through a lot. Sometimes people change, and yeah. and the relationship cannot move forward. Rachel McAdams is a normal human that's saving lives on the operating room table. I feel like if Doctor Strange and her went out to dinner, where's the common ground? What are they going to talk about? Oh, I saved somebody's life today. Oh, I went to the multiverse and I saw time and space intersect and. Wow, I got a lot more going on in my life than you do right now. <laughs> right, and and you know maybe she wasn't snapped and he was. You know she's got five oh, years to move on in I, there. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with this. Move along. Give us a really cool Doctor Strange. I want to see his powers. I want to see more abilities, man. Those are so cool with mm-hmm. him. Right now, Morbius is filming, Mike, and Morbius is filming in public. And right now, there are new set photos. I can't. I couldn't link them here. Um, uh, with buses showing the Sam Raimi era Daily Bugle icon on those buses, Whoa. not not the new Infowars one from Far From Home. The it sounds it sounds like we're leaving uh, the realm of conspiracy theory and maybe starting to get into a real a real thing here. Wow! Yeah. So this is one mark where it's in the Spider Man universe. The second mark was in the trailer. We talked about this in depth. There's a Spider Man image on a wall. And it is the Spider-Man 2 outfit taken from the video game, right? Mm-hmm. So where Spider-Man 2 is in the Sam Raimi-verse. 
However, the trailer did throw us this third point as a curveball with um, Michael Keaton as the yeah. Vulture. Uh, you can't. How do you explain the Keaton? <laughs> right. So, is this like is Keaton? Is this a Keaton from that? Could, could he be in the, the Sam Raimi verse? Is this in the Sam Raimi verse, Mike? And this is just a carryover where Sony's like, well, we're gonna put all these characters in here, and then we're gonna let Marvel sort out their problems later, kind of deal, or you know. What what is going on with Morbius? Where does it exist? Why is it using all this old data or old stuff and not the new stuff that they just yeah. really put in their new movie? Who knows? Um, this movie can end up being really bad, and maybe nobody cares about it, and then we won't have to worry about this. But uh, yeah, the the it's, conspiracy theories can be fun when they don't hurt people, right? So right. But if they want to, you know. You, you mentioned you know there's all this this moving heaven and earth to get all these old this Sony Spider Man stuff in, in in Marvel with their new deal going on and the fact that you know Marvel's like hey we got Sam Raimi here maybe he can go over and talk to him about stuff he did like is there something like is there like a love triangle going on we don't know about <laughs> something something's afoot it seems like something's in the works and we just are at the very outside of it yeah we're seeing like hints of of things but not what's really mm-hmm. going on behind the scenes and um. I, I really want to know, man. I really want to know what's going on here. So, um, we're gonna keep. I'm gonna keep my eye on this Morbius stuff while it's filming. See what we got and where where's it going with that stuff. And lastly, Venom Two has wrapped production in England at the London studio. So, do you think they'll make an October release this year for it, or are they gonna hold uh, off? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> oh, but it, but it's but it's uh. You know, Andy Circus, yeah. I know. I, I we'll have to wait, wait and see what the trailer does. I feel like um, the trailer is going to be a very important moment for Andy Circus to say this is the movie that I'm making. But who knows? He might not even have final cut on what that what that trailer says. Right, well, but. as we know, Sony cuts a shit trailer. They even <laughs> did true. it for every Spider-Man movie, and they cut mm-hmm. awful trailers for those. Um, even though, I mean. Again, I think we both, you know, were a little bit, a little divided on on where Venom sets. You know, it's not the the best thing in the world, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it, um, that first trailer was even worse when they didn't even show Venom. They just showed an empty room and people flying backwards. And then the second trailer, like, oh no, actually that was Venom in here. It wasn't Venom. It was the other one that looks like Venom. Ooh. That was a horrible. That was a horrible decision all around. Like, we don't have the CG done yet, so let's just. Show them what we have without Ven- without a Venom looking character. It's uh. you no. Know, it's one thing I haven't done. I haven't rewatched Venom <laughs> since the uh, since the theater. So yeah. Whew. Well, I mean, I've I've listened to the soundtrack maybe twice. <laughs> Got to get that Eminem fix. No, huh? it's, not, it's not Eminem. It's the other the other guys. Um, Run the jewels. That's the song. Oh, I okay. Gotcha. Um, I mean, Venom two on 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 Wikipedia says October second release, and I just. I just can't see. All right, see. I, if they say so. I mean, I just can't see him doing of it. This like, year? Of, of this 2020? year? Of this year, 2020. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Morbius is on schedule for July 31st. So, like, we go from July through August, September, then maybe, right in maybe this Maybe this is the this is the plus side of hiring Andy Serkis. Maybe he just really understands the VFX pipeline. Yeah. He just really knows how to get that shit done. Yeah. It, it definitely. I mean... Um, I, again, I'll give him the fact. I did like. I mean, you may. I think you agree. The Morbius trailer, the reveal shot of him with the fangs and stuff was pretty good. Yeah, that looked cool. So, I mean, maybe they're maybe they're doing them live. I don't know. Um, but you know, the two months in between them, I think I think we're gonna see again conspiracy theories. These movies are connected to something larger, and it's probably gonna be Doctor Strange. Watch them all be tied into Doctor Strange somehow. This is going to be a crisis on infinite earths like the CW did, Mike. They just pull them all into <laughs> one universe at the end of it. Yeah, there you go. So, I don't know. This is all confusing and crazy and interesting all at the same time, and I just don't know how to feel. So, that's fine. But we'll wrap it up here. Like Venom 2, we're going to wrap it up, Mike. If people want to know what you're up to, what we're doing, where can they find you at? Oh, that's so easy to do. You can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. You can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if you want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Also, please come see me at C2E2 at the end of this month. I'm very excited to be up there uh, for the for the weekend. Um, usually I get all my uh, quote-unquote shopping done on Friday uh, through the comic books and the artists. Um, but you know, and it's been Saturday kind of 
schmoozing around going to panels but uh if you know any any day you're there let me know i want to hang out with you talk to you we can take some photos you know with with me although you just probably have heard my voice forever <laughs> uh but yeah that'd be about it mike if people want to know where to listen to us and that birds of prey review that the first half is spoiler free where can they go listen to that at oh all you got to do is visit superhero slate.com that is the best place you can find all the places we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see everything that we talked about this week, head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Please reach out. If you think you have a better idea of what those two mystery Marvel shows are on Disney+, Plus. what would you like them to be? Do you agree with Chris that we might be seeing a younger team? up movie uh do you think we're more than likely going to see ironheart what's happening there go confront Iger. we must know mm-hmm. uh maybe maybe you're his next door neighbor i don't know maybe you're really really rich and you're listening to this podcast and you happen to live next to bob Iger. uh go knock on his door and say like hey i got some friends that gotta know something um but uh we love hearing from you so please reach out and we love our super fans so if you want to be a super fan of this show all you have to do is share the show with a friend Share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And that includes next week. We'll see you then. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Tech Ambassador Chris Dillard. Thank you.